Welcome to Biggest Asset, a podcast about all things real estate. I'm Kendra Lanterman, a realtor with Weston Main Homes with over 23 years in the business. I have a background in nothing but real estate. My <laughs> hobbies include cooking, spending time with friends and family, and exploring top areas in and around Denver. I have a huge passion for my little family and helping bring clients home. And I'm Brandy Wolf, a realtor at the Astor Lane Group with Guide Real Estate. When I'm not working, I'm singing karaoke and finding the best new restaurants in the city. Well, yay, I am so excited to kick off the year with this podcast, Kendra. It feels so good to be back. It I'm does. excited. It does, I know. And we have a lot of information to bring you guys. We do. Um, today, we're going to cover a market update and kind of what we foresee happening in 2024 with the real estate market in Metro Denver. Yeah. Where do we go from 2023? It was a year of tumultuous changes, big challenges with affordability and interest rates. And so we're excited to look ahead at what 2024 might bring. Yeah. I mean, 2023, I really use a very technical term to, to describe it. Um, the market was really funky. <laughs> I have another Not F word. But <laughs> that too. Yes. Um, all the F words for this market last year. <laughs> but no, we're, this year is, is a brand new page turn. And that is because the Fed has said that interest rates are supposed to go down this year. Yes. That's the, that's the prediction. Yep. Yep. And I do think it's important to realize when they say rates going down, what that reality probably looks like is yeah. not 3% interest rates. No, right? heavens no. So setting the expectation that while rates are going to be improving and going down, there's also a limit and there is a reason why we're battling this inflation and we do have to keep them at certain levels. And so yeah. probably, you know, sixes, low sixes, high fives would probably be a realistic goal mm -hmm. sometime in the next year, 18 months. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. And, um, you know, that would be a huge improvement because last year, what did we get up to? Seven. No. In October. Eight. eight. I'm sorry. Yeah. Eight. You're right. It was in October. Wasn't it like eight and a half? Eight did we get to eight and a half? I mean. I heard eight and a half. That may have just been a, a random, you yeah. know. It also, another thing to point out is interest rate really varies on the borrower too. Like it does. there is a prime rate and then with, there's adjustments for credit score if you can hit a certain amount down, you get a better rate. So I don't doubt that there were some people Who in eight, eight and a half, half or even yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah. In October. And thank goodness we, we weren't there long. Mm -mm. That, that's a good yeah, thing. Thank heaven. Mm -hmm. So where are we today with interest rates as, as of recording this podcast? Right around like 6.65? Yep. Right about 6.65, 6.75. Yeah. The last two weeks have actually been negative in the market. Like rates were down a little bit lower, 6.25 um, wow. early, early in the year. And then Powell came out and basically said, we're not changing anything. We want to see more continued steady economics before we make those price reductions. Okay. The market reacted to that kind of negatively. Mm -hmm. And so unfortunately, the last couple of weeks, they're up just a little bit. It. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think that's going to last very long. I think they will be coming back down. And I know you yeah. feel the same way. I do. I do. And so, I mean, you know, let's, let's go through our typical market cycle that we have really seen um, since 2013 in Metro Denver and um, how we think that's going to go this year. Yeah. And then we're going to end the podcast with some predictions on what we think that yeah. the, this year will look like so that you guys can plan. Yeah. So um, typically what we see is um, our market really does kick off in January. Yep. Um, and this year it was really that second weekend um, when activity started to pick up a bit. 
Um, and then after the Super Bowl and President's Day weekend, um, we see a new rush of buyers coming into the market. Yep. And that's actually been tracked back all the way back to 2013. Yeah. So not specifically to COVID or those times. It's our historic cycle since the Great Recession. Yes. In 2007 to 2010. Exactly. And so um, what happens after that is we get... Um, we, we go into um, a phase of the market where there are um, less homes on the market, typically, than buyers in the market. Um, and that pretty much happens through like mid-February through mid-April to beginning of May. Yep. Um, so that's really when we see prices going up quite a bit yep. um, or relatively quite a bit. Yep. They actually say that 95% of the yearly appreciation happens January through May. Yeah. The rest of the year is pretty stagnant or can even decline, as we saw last year, summer and fourth quarter prices really took a hit last year. Oh yeah. So right now we're kind of in the money-making phase for sellers, a little bit more, excuse me, a <laughs> little bit more competitive phase for buyers. And then that does taper off towards April, May. Yes, it does. And then what happens after like April, May typically? So then we see more homes come to market and buyers have more choices. And also buyers in Colorado are not here every weekend in the summer. We're living the Colorado lifestyle. We're camping, we're traveling, we're spending time with friends. The kids are out of school. The focus isn't so much on real estate on the weekends. So we do see buyers fatigue a little bit, more homes coming to the market, and really prices go down. They're not fighting so hard for your home because there's other options out there. Yeah, and then when we get through uh, July 4th, then we see the most homes from then until about the end of September come into the market. Um, and then, um, you know, by the end of the year, we see a lot of homes um, going off the market and preparing for the new year. So um, even though the prices might be great, you know, um, October through December, um, there's just not as many selection, as much selection um, of homes that you can yeah. choose from. I have clients all the time that are like, <clears throat> when's the best time of year to be a buyer? And I'm like, well, do you want options or do you just want the lowest price, the lowest rate? Yes. And, and if you want the lowest price and lowest rate, it, I would lean you towards fourth quarter yep. or end of third quarter. That's when sellers that are on the market fourth quarter are desperate. They have to sell. Mm -hmm. Our weather turns, we have holidays. It's not a fun time to be on the market. No. So it's where you can scoop up a good deal. Mm -hmm. However, there's not as much to pick from. Mm -hmm. um, so Yeah. So you have to be a little bit ready to maybe, you know, put in a little sweat equity, mm -hmm. something like that to the mm -hmm. home and, you know, make some compromises. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... Right now, um, let's just let's go into now where we are in terms of our inventory, our demand, all of that, what's happening in our market currently. Um, we are at 1.2 months supply of inventory right now. Um, and that is actually down week over week by 0.1%. Um, so what does that mean? Well, if we have 1.2 months supply of inventory, that means if no new homes came on the market starting tomorrow, we would run out of homes to sell people based on our demand in 1.2 months, or for every buyer in the market, there's 1.2 homes for them to consider. That's it. Yep, that's it. Pretty simple. Um, and so um, our odds of selling right now, sellers, is 48.8%. That's um, within a 30-day period. And if you want information on how we get this um, calculation, reach out to us. Yeah. There's also three showings a week we are averaging. It's actually 2.9 showings per week. Um, and we're seeing an average of 15 showings in order to get a contract. 
Yeah. So if you break that down, it's taking, you know, three to five weeks, I would say on average for yeah. a seller to get a contract. It's not list on Thursday contracts by Monday, but it's still a really good time to sell. But what homes are selling immediately? Because we are seeing yeah. multiple offers right now. We are. I think it's around 25% of the market. Don't quote me on that, but I, okay. I feel like that's what I heard at the latest stat update. Mm-hmm. Um, and really what we are seeing move and even gain those bidding wars are homes that are like showstoppers, prime mm. location, mm-hmm. good updates. Mm-hmm. You know, buyers I think have adjusted to a point with our prices and the interest rates, mm-hmm. but they no longer have a big budget to come in and do a kitchen, yeah, or a bathroom, or yep. fix a driveway. So no, the things where that has been mitigated and is at least livable, mm-hmm. they're willing to to get in on a little bit faster. Yeah, move-in ready homes are going. Um, you know, for multiple offers in those amazing locations right now. Yeah. Interestingly enough, we're actually only down 1% from peak pricing, which was about April of 2022. Mm -hmm. Um, January through April 2022, prices were just going insane. Rates were still, we weren't at the two high twos, but we were in the three percents. We were. And all of a sudden it was like right around Easter 2022, rates started to really go up and buyers really started to kind of pause and the market started to shift. But at that peak point, right before that rate hike, we're actually only down 1%. So that's amazing. Denver has fared really well. And the fact that now rates are going to be scaling back. I also think that's why they're not going to drop it too, too, too much. Plus 3% was an artificial interest rate. That was. was to get us through a pandemic. We've yep. never had something like that and to yep. keep the economy moving. So that's that's gone. So let's talk about that in terms of the golden handcuffs that people are in right now. Yeah. You know, because of those those interest rates. Can you explain what that phrase means in our yeah. real estate terms now? Yeah. It's a new phrase. And it's <laughs> We are having this conversation at every coffee table on listing appointments that I'm going on. Same uh-huh. with you. 100%. It is the consideration of sellers. Why would I, why does it make sense for me to move when I'm locked into this interest rate? And really the sellers that I helped in 2023 were have tos. Yep. They weren't too. options. No. They were like, I had a client who had just moved and developed like a rare blood disorder and can't live at this altitude and you know divorces or death or grandma's house or you know just different things like that yes lots of job transfers Mm -hmm. um and so I think it's just the sellers that were on the market last year had to be and um this year I think it's becoming like a little bit more enticing for people to consider moving um with this promise of rates coming down so I have seen more activity in terms of buyer interest. Agreed. And I think that, you know, if rates continue to come down, um, as you and I discussed earlier um, before the podcast, I think it could lengthen our prime selling season and then also bring more homes to market because sellers are going to say, well, prices are going up because when interest rates go down, typically prices will go up. Right. Um, there's always that balance there in the market. Yep. And, um, you know, I think that, um, we'll, we'll have more people who are willing to let go yep. of those rates. And, um, there are things that you can do, you know, to hold on to that interest rate. Maybe you keep your home as a rental. Yeah. And we're actually going to do our next podcast about that and kind of yeah. share what strategies are working for people. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't bring rates back down to the threes, but what can you do? And I think all of our clients need to look at your scenario, your house, your finances, your family. Yes. And everybody has a list of, okay, I like my home, but gosh, I wish it had X, Y, Z. Or sometimes that conversation is, 
it needs to have. Like I need, I'm having another baby. I need another bedroom or I'm now working from home. I need an office. There's, and at some point that list has value. And at what price per month are you willing to let go of your golden handcuffs, let go of that interest rate, move and take on the next best thing there's a value where that makes sense and there's a value where it doesn't. And I Mm -hmm. think people just have to look at their scenario and go, it doesn't make any sense. Here's what the numbers look like. I'm running payments for people all the time Mm -hmm. because just at a high level, they're like, what, what would it be? And I'm like, here it is. And then some of them are like, uh, no way would I ever do that. And some people are like, honestly, it makes sense. And also keep in mind in Denver, something phenomenal has happened and our sellers have equity. You guys mm. have options. Yes, that's and, true. And there's, you can tap into that equity and buy your rate down to a point. You know, maybe that makes sense. There's a lot of different things you can look at, but yeah. just having that conversation, I think we're going to have more sellers entertaining the idea because those pain points for some people will get worse. I think that's true. And there are ways you can find better interest rates. I mean, one of those is actually new builds, which is a third of our market right now. Yeah. Builders have a unique ability to offer a lower rate. Yeah. Um, They oftentimes have a preferred lender at the build site. And so that lender gets multiple loans and multiple transactions. And therefore, they can be more aggressive on their interest rate. Exactly. Um, And then, of course, you know, we'll get into this in more detail later, but you can ask the seller um, to buy down your interest rate temporarily. Or you can buy it down yourself with some of your equity if that makes sense. Yep. Permanently. Yep. Yeah. Um, Another really important thing I think I want people to realize is the market is depressed. It's down a little bit from where we were. And I'm actually really grateful for that. Uh COVID Because the COVID market was absolutely insane and unsustainable. It was. (laughs) And the things that people had to do to get into these homes. Like 15-minute showings. Yeah. Yeah, to make the biggest investment of their lives. Bid over list and appraisal guarantees. And, you know, they would do inspections, but they wouldn't ask for anything. And people inherited some, some costly issues. And so, you know, in order for us to get to a market imbalance, Mm -hmm. which is a really hard market, to be honest with you, Mm -hmm. we would need about 22,838 homes on the market Mm -hmm. in order to supply all of the buyers, have a six month supply of homes Mm -hmm. or six homes for them to look at in their price point. Mm -hmm. Right now we're sitting at 4,500. So Mm -hmm. we're, we're starkly down from where there's any kind of like drastic market shift. So it is still a good time to sell. Mm -hmm. And there are still benefits to buyers. And we do have a lot of buyers that are genuinely needing housing. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that this is a bubble. Again, we've had that conversation. Yeah, no, it's, I I agree. I don't believe we're in a bubble um, because we have so much um, demand from people moving here. Mm -hmm. We're still getting a lot of people moving here. Most of my buyers um, are new to Denver, Mm -hmm. honestly. So I think one one other takeaway that we would like people to remember is there's not a good time to buy or sell or a bad time to buy or sell necessarily. It A lot of it depends on your scenario. And there are opportunities in every market depending on what your goals are. Yes. So, you know, I have a lot of investor clients right now that are looking for homes to flip. They mm. see opportunity coming in the market and they want to invest and they want to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have some people that want to stay put. And so I think it's more, we want to be your trusted advisors and just have those conversations. And if we can help shed light on your scenario, mm-hmm. we're happy to supply the data. Yeah. A hundred percent. Consider us a resource for you. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining. Thank you for joining.